0: Oh, look at that. I knew something about a punk band. Just some for... old fat drunk dudes jumping up and down.
1: <laughs> this tree just planted itself right on top
2: of the cement. I did watch a YouTube video today. My dad mashed potato Of, of Chris State. Grava. Aaron doesn't know who Chris <laughs> is. It's
3: so good. And... That's great.
2: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Punk Tree. This is Mike. I'm here with uh, the guys, Jesse and Aaron. What's up?
0: Hey, Whoa. thanks for checking us out.
2: Yeah, way to interrupt each other. That was great. So um, we have a super exciting uh, episode here, and I am still like, I still can't believe actually that like how full circle this has all come because um, on the show. Uh, we have one of Jesse and I, like one of our favorite bands um, from when we were in high school and beyond, um, and we're really excited about that, so we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but as, as every time when we, get to, uh, when we get together and we get to see each other, um, we like to catch up with just kind of what's going on and, and what music we've been listening to. Um, I don't know if somebody wants to jump in. Last time, I, I think I volunteered myself to go first, but I, I will defer to one of you.
1: This time I will volunteer to go first. Awesome! And man. like our listeners have come to expect, I have been listening to the Death by Stereo.
3: You
2: have. I don't
1: want to disappoint you. I have. I absolutely have. Um, but I also have been getting deeper into rap or hip hop. I'm not sure. Um, Do you know the difference? genre that? No, I, I still haven't learned that.
0: Okay. Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> Um, so does that mean does that mean like don't spoil it because like you need to figure it out for yourself or just exactly. like don't spoil it because you don't want to okay.
1: know. Okay. I, I need to figure it out for myself.
0: Okay, so, anyways, <laughs> what I what have, have you uh, been
1: listening to though? Uh Immortal Technique, uh Brother Ali, which interestingly is a white albino Muslim. Um and he's very, very good. Um And what was the other one I was listening to? Oh, Public Enemy still.
2: Yeah. Are you digging deeper into some of that? Is that what's happening? Oh, yeah.
1: Um, Definitely. Like, uh, you know, I um, kind of stumbled upon Immortal Technique uh, because of listening to Public Enemy. Um, And anyways, yeah, that led to Brother Ali. I'm definitely going to get deeper.
3: Yeah. Welcome to the United Snakes Land of the thief, home of the slave Grand Imperial Guard Where the dollar is sacred and proud Let's do the real. come on now Smoke and mirrors, stripes and stars Stolen for the cross in the name of God Bloodshed, genocide, rape and fraud Written to the pages of the law, good law The cold continent latchkey child Ran away one day and started acting foul
1: So Jesse, you're up
0: um, well, A couple of things come to mind For what, what's, been, what's been playing And the first one is um, Just music that my daughter Has been listening to uh, she, I mentioned this, gosh, months and months ago But um, she just sort of Has her own little playlist on her phone That she'll connect to a Bluetooth speaker Or she'll hook it up to the stereo In the living room And so I end up listening to her playlist quite a bit And a few things that stick out from that That I end up hearing quite a bit Are um, the band Anne Berlin who I definitely am a big fan of. They recently kind of stopped making new music, but Anne Berlin uh, is one that comes to mind. And then also, I just listen to like, um, I haven't been like um, choosing music off my phone. Like when I'm just out driving, I'll, I'll first of all, I will end up listening to um, Padres games like on the radio or like I'll be watching baseball. I've kind of been kind of baseball focused a little more than music because um, I'm a big Padres fan and we currently have the funnest, best team that we've had in decades. So we're actually so baseball, good. Baseball. Yeah, we're actually good at it right now, good. baseball. And we normally are not. And, and even as a fan, I can just admit that. Like we normally are not good at winning the baseball We haven't games, won. But...
2: I believe we haven't won a playoff series in 22 years. Is that I all? It's probably is... more. No, no, no. We went to the World Series in 1998. In 98? Yeah. Okay. Got swept by the Yankees, but Tony Gwynn right. hit a home run.
0: Well, anyways, um, I've been um, just listening to a couple albums. I got like a six-disc changer in the car rather than playing music off the phone. And I think... Some of the stuff that's in there. There's August Burns Red' newest record, um, the 1975's newest record called "Notes on a Conditional Gosh. Form," <laughs> a record by the band. Loyals is definitely in there. I'm pretty sure that Palms by Thrice is in there. So those are just a few records that like I've been still hitting up just when I'm occasionally out on a drive. that's me awesome. how about you Mike um,
2: well I, I'll, I'll use mine as a segue because I have really been listening to uh, a limited number of bands because I've been kind of doing some research for some upcoming episodes so I've been listening to deep discography of a couple of uh, a couple of bands who are coming up I don't know if I should tease who they are or not I won't I'll hold off um, but I've also um, uh, I wanted to make one quick note actually is that uh, Brother Ali who Aaron mentioned I was like Brother Ali oh yeah like uh, one of my friends A couple of my friends have a, another podcast Which people should check out We are teachers in the education world um, And I've mentioned this before on the podcast I have some friends who have a podcast called The Educated Guess, um, And I, they had me on and we got to talk about life And school and all kinds of stuff um, And the episode Right before me Was with Brother Ali actually And it's a great, great interview with them And so check out that podcast again Um, But music wise, what I've been listening to the most, it's spinning around and around on my turntable in the living room. And it's one of the most beautiful vinyls I have ever bought is Rotation and Frequency by (laughs) Slick Shoes. (laughs) I got the propeller variant <laughs> when I bought it. I, got, I think I got one of the last ones, and it looks sick as it spins around, and it looks like propellers spinning on my turntable, and I have been cranking the crap out of that record, blasting it in my house.
0: All right, well, that's sort of a dead giveaway that we we are <laughs> recording this. Uh, we're recording this intro to uh, the, the part where we have a guest on, uh, and we are we're doing this. After the fact that we talked to Slick Shoes Because when we talked to them a few days ago It was a few days before the record came out But as Mike mentioned, obviously His pre-order arrived and he has been spinning it
2: I got the pre-order a- and, early and yeah, so. I, I got the pre-order early I am currently right now Wearing the shirt with the bundle um, The conversation that, that we That you're going to hear um, uh, With Joe and Jeremiah From Slick Shoes was Super fun um, they're such great guys. It was really generous of them to give us a bunch of time. We talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, this is their first record in 17 years, which feels
3: Ooh. crazy.
2: Um, we got to see Jesse fanboy out a little bit. He was, <laughs> he was nervous cause, uh, uh, for both of us, this is one of our favorite bands, um, growing up. And so, um, yeah. but we had a great talk. We talk about music, uh, we talk about family and life, um, and we think you're really going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, Joe and Jeremiah, I didn't, uh, they seemed really casual, whereas I really was just very much like, oh my gosh, I freaking love these guys since I was like 10 years old. I can't believe <laughs> I'm pretty I...
1: sure Jesse peed a little.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so if I sound composed at any point during our time talking to them, just know that I was acting.
1: <laughs> yeah, That great. combined Fun. with the copious amount of Xanax that you take...
0: No, anyways, but anyways, without further ado, we've got Joe, uh, drummer from Slick Shoes, as well as Jeremiah, the bass player. So, uh, enjoy the conversation with them. Um, so check it out. Well, what's up guys? Welcome. Um, we're really glad you guys, uh, came in. Uh, my name is Jesse. I'm here with a couple other hosts of our podcast show. Um, we're called the Punk Tree. I've got Mike and then Aaron's also here listening in. Um, and we're just really stoked you guys took the time to come, uh, meet and just chat with us we're pretty excited about um the fact that you guys are making new music after you haven't released a studio album for 17 years um i'm actually kind of i'm freaking out both uh because of the new music uh and plus like i've just been a fan since i was a wee wee lad and i just think it's kind of cool that uh we get to talk to you guys because i'm
4: such a fan (laughs) well thanks for having us man Super stoked to be here. Also super stoked to be doing a new record after 17 years, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I was wondering, I like I was going to save this question cuz I just thought of it a little bit ago, but I'm just wondering, Jeremiah, how many times have you changed your bass strings since 2003?
5: I <laughs> <laughs> actually I'm notorious I'm notorious for changing my strings a lot. Oh, good. I um <laughs> I'll change them before practices, dude. Like if if they're not sounding good, like I want to come in with the good tone, you know. And I want, uh, especially like even in the writing process, you know, I, I feel like um, good tone kind of like I don't know, it's it's motivating for me. Like I I really like I just I don't know if it, if it doesn't have that. Like if I'm not feeling it, then you know maybe maybe what I'm playing isn't going to feel like that, you know. So I don't know.
0: yeah for sure.
4: Bass so, players are kind of in the yeah, toilet. I changed them
5: <laughs> for what.
4: For, for just
0: not ever changing them compared to guitar players, but not necessarily because they, the, they don't care about the tone and stuff. It's just more like they're so much more expensive, so they just avoid it. Yeah,
4: they give it, <laughs> they give it the good boil. The boil, the strings, yeah, they do, I've, what, I've, I've they do what
5: they can. Yeah, Steve Irwin taught me that, man. Um, this guy uh, that I used to that actually put a bass in my hand for the first time uh, a million years ago. And uh, he was like, yeah, you know, if you want your strings to sound alive, you just, you just boil them for like five minutes and then really? you can put them on. But he didn't tell me the part where, like, they rust, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, you, can, you can get away with it once. You do, if you do it more than once, it's time to just buy another one. Um, so, you know, like, like rub
1: yeah. them down with three and one oil.
5: I've never tried that. That's, uh, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe give it another, uh, another life.
1: Yeah, maybe drink drive it out, out and then oil them up. Maybe you'll get two boils out of them.
5: that's awesome yeah but we fortunately we have a we have a string uh discount that we get through Ernie Ball they've been really good to us so strings aren't as expensive and now I have you know a decent job and all that stuff so (laughs) it's uh it's easier these days and
0: when you say decent job you mean uh musician right
5: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we've ever made money with music like it's always it's always cost us money to do this
0: all right Um, well well, I could tell you that I could tell you that I always was trying to give you guys as much money as I could coming out to every show, buying up every merch item, this pre-sale hit, bought all that stuff. So hopefully that, Thank hopefully you, that hits you guys as much as possible.
5: I would appreciate that. Um, I mean, it definitely supports the effort. It, it proves to the label that like, you know, they're, at least they're going to make their money back, you know, um, <laughs> Um, um, uh, but uh where where like what shows were you guys going to like where are you guys at
0: oh are we gonna go into show show uh oh man let's do it, it.
2: <laughs> so i'm i'm from the imperial valley and so uh i'd come up to san diego uh, we're, we are all in san diego right now mm-hmm. uh, oh nice yeah and so I'd, I'd come see you guys up here at like uh the old soma or epicenter um uh, you came out to the Imperial Valley a couple times, uh, like, I mean, like, high school quads kind of style back in those days. Ooh,
4: I remember that. <laughs>
2: um, and also up in Orange County, uh, I think I saw you guys at, like, saw a chain reaction, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. chain reaction, maybe. Uh, what was that place we, the chamber? Did you ever go to the chamber? I remember the
0: chamber. I don't know that I ever, huh? Maybe. Wasn't there a pizza place in the Imperial Valley that would host shows, Mike? pizza place? Are you thinking of a in Fresno? Maybe. Pizza place I don't in Fresno.
1: Yeah. Are you thinking of Jerry's Pizza in Bakersfield? Jerry's Pizza? That's what I was thinking of, yep.
4: Yeah. That place was red. Jerry's Pizza? Yeah, it was. their little stage down oh, in the cellar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Ridgecrest, and so... Which I don't know if you're know where that is it's close to antelope valley
4: yeah I but, live in uh, Palmdale. so
1: yeah so you know growing up getting to shows was really hard so it was great to have like jerry's pizza right there which is like it's still an hour and a half drive but you know great bands would come through there like pretty regularly so we'd have a chance to see a lot of um a lot of good acts there and i'm pretty sure i saw you guys there
0: well, I'm thinking, let's see, uh, I, I know I saw you guys a handful of times a uh, long, long time ago. I definitely recall one time specifically seeing you in San Francisco when you were touring um, at uh, Slim's was a, a place I used to hit that you guys were at one time. Specifically that show, Jeremiah invited me to come use his microphone on the stage and he uh, I was singing uh, Angel along with you guys. So that was a, that was quite a treat nice that's because i didn't want to sing that's...
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh we saw i saw you in college too i went to point loma nazarene and you guys came up there one time in the amphitheater yeah where's that at point loma yeah it's in san diego like the most beautiful campus you've ever seen like on a cliff above the ocean uh, and you guys played in like this big greek amphitheater and it, it ended up becoming like a a beautiful disaster i would say because like everybody <laughs> was just on stage with you and it became like a sing-along uh, that's was, cool you, you know, know good time yeah it was a good it's all time. about the vibe so that that imperial
5: beach man um is is that where you're from like the Impe- where imperial beach where like you can actually stand on the
2: beach you can see mexico right in imperial beach i'm from the imperial valley it's like el centro i think i saw you guys in el centro oh,
3: oh my gosh
2: el like so hot oh super hot like like uh yeah, I think it was. You even came through a couple times, like uh, like Youth for Christ would put on shows. Um,
3: oh, my God.
2: With Dogwood, uh, yeah. some other bands. Yeah. Yeah. And then we knew Russell from Dogwood um, fairly well, too. Uh,
4: I love Russell. Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah, I miss that guy. He's a firefighter or something now, right? Uh huh. Yeah. I saw
5: him um, with the. I saw him when Dogwood played a show with MXPX and Ventura, like, I think it was t- January 2017, maybe. And he had this huge mustache, and you know? I was just like, "Dude, something's up with that guy." And it, it was—he was a firefighter, and I was like, "Dude, that totally—it just fits. It just fits that whole uh, the, that whole brand, basically. It's so on brand." Yeah, he's
2: a real man,
4: a real hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent.
2: Well, I one thing—one thing we always wonder, um, and it's kind of how we kick off uh, our our episodes. And you guys have been mentioned a few times in the last couple of uh, last couple of shows, just because we've been really excited. Um, and Jesse has mentioned a couple of times that he has never been so anxious to give someone his money as he has been with this release and this pre-release. Um, and I'd be wearing my, my rotation frequency shirt if, you know, I'm going to get it here in a few days and I'm very excited that it's coming. Uh, but one thing we always talk about is just like what we are currently listening to. And it's really interesting sometimes, um, just hearing like (laughs) <laughs> what other bands are are currently taking in. Um, I know you guys are busy rehearsing and stuff. I'm hoping that means that when you're able to, you're going to go on the road
5: a little, hopefully. Well, um, well, you know, we're, we're, I don't think we're ever going to tour tour. Um, we'll probably, you know, we may do something like um, we we'll, we'll do weekends for sure. Like we've been doing. Um, we haven't really talked about doing anything beyond that because everybody's so limited with vacation time and, you know with, mm-hmm. with families especially with little kids and stuff like you're just not going to see us doing a two week west coast stint or something like that like maybe i could potentially see us maybe doing like a 3 day weekend or something maybe like that maybe run up the coast run up to san francisco la maybe san diego or something like that but um i mean that's this this is just a hypothetical like we haven't really discussed it um but you know i mean and it it all depends too like as, as things come up and as um you know uh as far as like when we can figure out like what market would be good for us so orange county's always been really good to us um you know in those spots like that we could headline otherwise like i don't know like it's kind of cool like when mxpx says hey you guys want to play the show you know and then it's yeah you know it makes it easy <laughs> yeah
4: um, i kind of like opening but yeah i think to be honest
2: yeah we, li- we like opening for bigger bands <laughs> That's great. Well, one of the things I was hoping to I was wondering is just as you guys have been writing the album, maybe as you've been rehearsing and kind of getting to play more often together, I, it seems like maybe recently. I know you guys were rehearsing last week or you were supposed to, um, but then it was very punny. It was punny that Joe got sick.
4: <laughs> I was sick. I didn't want to get anyone else sick. We should have yeah. wrote a song that
3: day. Um, you, you, already <laughs> wrote, yeah, part two. you already wrote that one
4: it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Joe sick again. Joe Sicker. Ooh, Joe Sicker. Joe Sicker. Joe's sicker.
2: Joe's sicker. I yeah. like Sicker. But what what have you guys been listening to
4: lately? Uh, me personally, I've been really into Mute's record, The Raven. I don't. I've been listening to that nonstop. I know it's one of their older yes. ones, but like, I really like it. Um, Lagwagon, of course. Um and then explosions in the sky kinda to to round it off a little bit there.
0: That is round. <laughs> All right. So that's a that's a solid solid list of stuff. Is explosions in the sky sort of something that you might listen to while you're working or something, just sort of background music, or is that something that you can actually uh... focus on it as you're listening?
4: Well, I definitely like listening to post-rock stuff or, or like Tycho or something like that that's instrumental while I work yeah. or while I'm trying to concentrate. But honestly, Explosions, even though I'm, you know, I love punk and everything like that, was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, so I w- it was at the Greek like a couple of years ago. And, and I don't know, they blew me away. So after that, I just kind of got way more into their records
2: yeah the talent is wild it's
4: crazy and they got so many people (laughs) doing different things but it just sounds so perfect
2: yeah yeah what about you jeremiah what have you been listening to oh man my (laughs) if you check my spotify
5: search i mean it's it's all i'm all over the map i'm i mostly listen to like um those uh what are those kids movies the 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 descendants one two and three like i mostly listen to like the descendants soundtracks and uh cool (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's not, it's just because I happen to be uh, In hey, the car with kids a lot Those uh, have come no, up no, on I've our podcast to, before Moana soundtrack to, <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh
4: Did you, uh, I actually You're welcome, it's a solid song
5: I, I posted a uh, a thing on my Instagram stories today Of a, a punk version of the Moana song um, No one knows how far we'll go or whatever it is Like, uh, whatever that song is anyway um yeah i love those movies uh but as far as like uh stuff i've been listening to like neck deep and uh lag wagon uh jason lancaster yes. has a new song um some mayday parade type stuff like yeah um, so i'm kind
2: of i'm kind of all over the map I that's the awesome country. our uh, our next interview is actually with Propagandi next mm, weekend. shut it's... up man wow yeah, that's a great that's a- yeah so you guys are going to be like either you know it'll be you guys right in a row somewhere in the episode list (laughs) well they're on a different level so uh
5: you know no
0: in my book in my book you're at the top jeremiah
5: (laughs) well thanks man but i beg the (laughs) difference
2: So, Jeremiah, actually, I remember a show a while back, I mean, 20 years ago, when you were going to, like, take a break, I'm um, just, like, work and stuff and family was starting to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, in, in lots of different ways, your, your fans and, and your community of people, and I might call it a community more than, like, a fan base, um, but just the community of people that really connect with you all kind of have gone through all this, this the same kind of thing. Uh, and last, you know, we, like we grew up, <laughs> yes. we, we had families and, and maybe careers and things. And uh, and I, I'm just wondering, you know, not not really going all the way back to that moment, but in this, this space between records, um, a lot has happened to individuals and a lot has happened in the world. Um, and I think w- we see a glimpse for sure in the first few tracks that we've, you know, that have been released and we've been able to listen to. Um, there does seem to be like some little shifts, um, whether it's like thematic or or otherwise. Um, so I'm just wondering from from either of you really, like what what are those changes that maybe we we're gonna hear or that we could we can dig for um, as we as we take on the new record.
4: Well. Um... I think we touched on it when we talked about what we were listening to a little bit, like uh, you're probably going to hear a little more of our influences because like back in the day, all we did was write fast, 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 fast records. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, nothing wrong with that. I'm totally into that to be honest, but like now you'll see us trying to incorporate other things along with fast and uh, along, you know, with being fast, just like different tempo changes and different Uh, I heard it called a little proggy, but, you know, I wouldn't get crazy saying that. But we just kind of pushed each other a lot um, this time around in a good way, like just kind of encouraged each other to kind of play the best we could.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of uh, just to kind of jump on uh, what Joe just said basically like it's it's i think it's a lot more dynamic than what we've um, done in the past and I, I think um the recording process for us took a lot longer this time it was more spread out i mean we, we probably spent the same amount of time in the studio or maybe even less um but uh we had time between okay this weekend to the next and so like i might be in the studio listening to jackson tracking guitars right and then I'll, i'd be like the base needs to do something there. And so like I would go home and like, it gave me time to, to kind of like really um, be very purposeful about my, my parts and what I'm writing and, and what I'm contributing. And so I think all of us like in our own right kind of did that and said, okay, this is good, but like, let's, let's, what, what can we do to make it even better? You know? And so um, it was a unique experience, man. Cause we've, you know, we used to go in and, and we'd be in and out in three weeks, you know, and it would just be, you bang it out and you, you leave. And then you kind of go like, Oh man, like I wish I would have maybe done this, but yeah, and there'd be something you would, you would add to the song and you play it on tour a different way, or you maybe add a fill somewhere that you didn't do it on the record because you had a chance to like hear it a little more complete, you know? So I don't know. I think it's more dynamic. Um, as far as lyrically and like what's gone on in our lives and stuff, I think you're going to hear some of that too. Yeah, um, there's a lot Definitely. of uh, love songs. I mean, I wish I wish Ryan was here to uh, to really tell you more about what the songs are about because um, he did the bulk of the lyric writing. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really proud of, of uh, the songs. I, I I love the messages. I think that they're I think. A lot of people are going to connect with it
3: in a big way. Yeah,
4: I think when we all got back together writing songs, we were all in such a great mood and so excited to do it that it just kind of, I think it comes across on this record too. Like we all just had such a great time, like, you know, just doing it again and being back in the studio and the whole process, right? So, I mean, I personally think it comes across like in the recordings and like, and hopefully you guys will too.
3: I should have loved-
0: So, just continuing to talk about, about the new recording. The record is "Rotation and Frequency" out on September twenty fifth. That's yes. it. yeah. I mean, this oh man! At, at the time we're recording this, that's just a few days from now. Hopefully, we'll get this uh, uh, po- posted for everyone to hear as soon as possible. But um, uh, what is the personnel on this record? So, I mean, I, I have been pretty familiar with your lineup and lineup changes over the years. Who who did end up getting together for this recording?
5: Well, it's uh, it's it's Joe, I, Jackson, and Ryan. So, Joe obviously did the drums. Jackson did every guitar track on all the songs, and of course, I did bass on all the songs, and Ryan did all the, Ryan did all the vocals, backing vocals, and everything. Um, uh, when it came to writing, uh, Jonah did contribute. Uh, he wrote a song that we used uh, that's on this that's on this record, um, and that's that's nice. it really. I mean, we.
0: Yeah, it that is straight up us. the original lineup. And original if, I, lineup. if I'm being honest, that's that's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. So cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. appreciate that. Um, awesome. So what about uh, what about other other recording things? Like who else was involved with the process? Like where did you record? Who, who produced this record?
4: Well, we recorded at Hell's Half Acre. Um, with Steve Kravak uh steve did uh he produced the vocals on rusty and mixed it and he did the uh, burnout record and then the
2: yeah well <laughs> was it, yeah, was it would record. jackson ever have it any other way honestly
4: with steve Kravac because
2: <laughs> i mean the guitars on burnout were like mm-hmm. like all of us were just like what when that well, came out. It did out. come
4: up, honestly. It did come up. We we had to sit around and, and think about, like, who, you know, who who pushed us, who got those tones and got us, you know, where we wanted to be on that record, and that was Steve. So we reached out, and he said yes. <laughs> and so yeah. that was a good thing.
2: That's amazing.
4: Yeah, we, we
5: ran into Steve a few times um, in the past few years because, you know, MXPX had us out and play, played the Observatory when they yeah. did Left Coast Live, and they they, you know, And um, Steve showed up to some of those shows and and he would bring it up. He'd be like, Hey guys, like, you know, if you guys ever want to record, you know, just, you know, I'd really love to do it. Like, you know, I'd love to be in the mix with this. And, and uh, he kept, you know, he kept kind of coming at uh, us individually, you know? And, um, you know, it was like, well, look, if, if you, we, if you're going to do this, like, this is what we want, you know? And, and he was like, totally, we can do that. And it was like, and we're not going to have a budget. And he's like, Totally. like, he, And he was just, he was in it. He was in it, I think, because just because, uh, you know, it, it's that chemistry, it, it's the history, um, and the fact that um, we've already worked together in the past, you know, and so there's, there's kind of a, we, we understand what the expectation is. And we know that he's a drill sergeant in the studio, you know, and he's gonna, he's gonna force you to get that best performance. And um, you might not hear anything wrong with it. But he's gonna go, yeah, no, there's, there's something, it's, it's not landing right, or whatever, Steve. you know, and you're gonna be like, he will frustrate Yeah, you.
4: Steve. <laughs> Steve Butt Kravec. You know that take was super good, but I think you should do it again. Yeah.
2: I love that. I love just it. Just do it a little yeah. better. Oh, yeah, exactly.
4: Right? Yeah, it was perfect.
2: Exactly. Just do it. Just do it more perfect. Perfecter. We need more betterness. <laughs>
0: Well, how about the, uh, how about the writing? Like when, when were you guys putting this together? Is this like, was there songs that you guys kind of had in your back pocket over the last 15 plus years since you've put out a studio album? Or is this more like you got together and then started fresh? What was, what was the writing like for this?
4: Well, (laughs) you can go ahead and Joe. Well, I think, and keep me honest here, Jeremiah, but I'm pretty sure we had, uh, the song that Jonah, um, wrote and then, uh, and one other 2008 and, and other than that, we started fresh. Wow. So, so 2008
5: was written in 2008. When we got together, we had a friend who, um, he was a friend of all of ours and he, uh, he worked at, or he owned, his brother was part of the owner of this uh, music store up here that Jackson used to work at, and he passed away. And um, so we were playing a, a benefit, basically, to raise money for him. So we got together to practice for that. And Jackson's brother, Jordan, was playing with us, and we wrote 2008, um, kind of in that in that time. And we just, we couldn't really keep it together. Like, we, we all still had so much going on in our lives at the time that kind of like, We wrote a couple songs and then like that one just kind of stood out and then like when we started playing live shows again we started um we we would play that song live and then um i think we attempted to record it like once and it didn't really work it didn't really sound didn't come out the way we were like hoping and uh so we just kind of sat on it and uh, we actually completely rewrote that song in the studio um uh at least the arrangement and kind of how it went Yeah, everything else everything else was new we when we uh talked to tooth and and we talked about doing like a record like we were like okay uh we, we actually had written some songs that didn't make the cut because they were written prior to that and i think that um we knew that they weren't really up to par like as far as like what slick shoes is and kind of like what our signature sound was or whatever so um we actually canned some stuff that like i thought was they were good songs but like it just wasn't really us it wasn't it wasn't slick shoes brand
0: yeah what was that what was that like reconnecting with with tooth and nail after all those years i know you guys switched to side one dummy for your last uh, studio record but what was it like reconnecting with what did you connect straight with brandon or, or other other a and guys over there what was that like
4: i uh, uh y'all let you take this one brown yeah yeah so
5: um so you guys heard of unoriginal vinyl uh, Jason Hockney Simon so he's um he 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 texts me a lot and like we talk we talk from time to time and he comes up with these kooky ideas and when he redid the uh, he was him and a, and a couple other guys put together the 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 uh, covers for like Rusty Burnout and Wake Up Screaming for the vinyl presses and uh, one day he just like came to me and he was like hey man um you guys have this live record uh, do you know what you're doing with it yet and I said. Well, you know, we're we've talked about a lot of things. Like we don't know if we're gonna we're gonna um we probably can't self fund it. We could crowdfund it, but like what if we don't make the goal? You know, like what are we gonna do? And then we gotta fulfill all those orders and all that stuff. So um I said, why? What's up? And he said, Well, he goes, I'm friends with one of the ANRs over at Tooth and Now. He's a big fan, and he wants he wants to release it on Tooth and Now. And I was like, Oh, okay. So like took it to the guys and I was like, What do you guys think of this? And and you know, everybody was kinda like, cool uh what about what about recording a new album you know so like if if they're willing to like pay for like to to actually put out a new studio record then like let's yeah like let's let's see if we can make that happen and uh so i called we, we ended up talking to adam um skatula and um we all got on a conference call just kind of like this and we had all the questions and he had all the answers and we were like, you know, and they were, he was excited actually. He was like, yeah, if you guys want to do more studio album, let's, you know, let's, let's make that happen. So um, that's kind of how it, it happened. I mean, it, it's, it's a completely different staff than it was before, like before our a was Bill Power and he's, he's long since moved on. I mean, that was, I don't know, over a decade ago, maybe two decades ago that he moved on. So, I mean, it's it's kind of like working with the same company, but it's kind of not. I mean, Brandon is there. Um, we haven't even, I'm, I haven't even spoken to him, you know, since since we re-signed over a I year ago. I follow him on Twitter. So, yeah, I follow him on <laughs> Twitter. And, uh, him and him and Jim Worthen. Um, Jim Worthen's still the guy that, like, signs the checks or whatever, but um, I haven't talked to him.
2: But, uh, yeah, it's it's the same but different, <laughs> I guess. So, what... When you released broadcasting live, and specifically when Hold It Down came out, was was, was it a bit of a tease? It was like a half tease. Um,
0: Joe, we felt <laughs> teased. Okay,
3: <laughs> it, it
5: wasn't. It wasn't really a tease. I think. Oh. I think um, when Hold It Down came out, it was uh, that was just us trying to. Um, I think we were trying to figure out how to make uh, a recording happen because you know it was it was kind of like. Um, we, you know, based on our, our ability to tour or our willingness, I guess, to, 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 to support like a, a record, like we never really considered the fact that like a label might be interested. Cause we were like, look, nobody's going to be interested. Um, our friend Andy Alonso, um, he does front of house for MXPX, he does front of house for us. He's done, he works for VER, which is like one of the biggest audio companies, And he, he was like pushing us like, Hey man, like you guys need to, you guys need to record. He's like, I've got all the gear, you know, if, if, if I need to, I can, I can get it from work, you know, whatever. And let's get you guys, let's let's record some new music, you know, like, and, and so um, he, he actually tracked, hold it down. And uh, he actually was one of the guys pushing for broadcasting live too. I mean, he was, he was like, you guys need to do a live record. He's like, Oh, he goes I recorded your last show. Like he does, he would record shows and then like, send like rough mixes of songs to us and stuff (laughs) like that
0: just 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 nudging you to release just nudging you come on guys over
4: time yeah over time he was just like planting a seed watering it watering it watering (laughs) it and then here we are
2: Well, when when broadcasting live came out, so I think I first saw, like it snuck up on me. To be honest, it kind of snuck up, and it was like, "What? This is what is they they turn this into a record? Okay, um, I want to buy this right now." But <laughs> I'm I'm part of the like I buy it on vinyl and take the disc the the download code right. I'm like, give me, give me the bundle of a band like Slick Shoes. I'm going to buy it right now, um, and I just, I, I want, I'd love the visceral reaction to this, but my kids danced around the living room for days spinning that record.
5: That's <laughs> I love around.
2: it. So it's so like, whatever that is worth, like the kid, you know, the, the scrawny kid coming to your shows in the late nineties, you know, his kids are jumping around to your music now. Um, <laughs> I just think there's something movie. like super beautiful about
4: it. I love it. it. That's great. Yeah
2: um and so my i guess i have a question from that is just like how how are how how is the slick shoes community like your world your families your some kids for some of you like how what's the reaction to your music like from from the grown up community of of slick shoes
4: so when i uh when i started all my kids were super super young so they didn't really know what was going on they You know, uh, maybe by the time they hit like eight or so, they knew that I was in a band, but they still didn't even really want to go to shows or anything. They didn't like, you know, it wasn't like a big deal. Uh, Now, you know, fast forward to now, like they're totally they totally appreciate it. And they are they tell me whether the song sucks or not or. They tell me, like, what they think about it. And <laughs> what I love is, like, this record. They Each one of my kids has told me that this record is our best record. And that, uh, like, huh. listening to, you know, they've listened to me the longest, you know. They've heard these songs. They've heard our old songs. They've heard every song. And they've they've said the same thing, that they think it's going to be, wow. you know, they think it's the best record. So, I don't know. My kids started out not knowing too much, but they've given me a lot of confidence in regard to this record.
0: (laughs) So you you said they weren't weren't as sure back then. How many kids do you have, Joe, and and what are their ages now?
4: So I have three kids uh, ranging. They're all in their 20s from uh, 20 to 25 now, I think. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I'm old as hell.
3: <laughs> so so Joe, Jeremiah
0: mentioned uh some some uh Disney stuff earlier. Are, are your 20-year-old kids uh into that still?
4: Yes. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. We still watch Moana, we still watch all those things. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Nice.
2: Any any of your kids have
4: kids yet? No. Uh uh. Got oh, hold
2: because that was gonna be I was gonna go right
4: Joe. <laughs> No. <laughs> Grandpa Joe. <laughs> I still leave the bed. <laughs> I hope you get the reference.
0: I do. That's, that's uh that's roll doll. I get you. All right. <laughs> nice. How about you? How about you? Jer- we're all, we're all fathers ourselves as well. We've got a couple of kids. How about you, Jeremiah? You got, you got, obviously you've got kids, but what are their ages? I've
5: got, a, yeah, I've got four kids. I've got a 19 year old should be 20 in a couple months. I've got a, my son's 16, uh, and then I got a, a three-year-old. I'm sorry, a four-year-old, and a and a w- will be seven in just a few days here, wow. pretty soon. So four, seven, sixteen.
0: What do they think two. about about slick shoes and and the new music?
5: Uh, you know the the, the younger kids, like the older kids, are hard to gauge, man. They're in that two cool stage right now, so like, you know, they they won't give me the satisfaction, but um, but the younger the younger girls like anytime it's it's kind of funny you ask because like anytime like mxpx comes on like we played with them so much like when they see like the poking at your punk on something they're like daddy's band and i'm like that better not be there,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: my yeah. career
2: owes me a check but, <laughs> right
4: is <was> the child's for <laughs> <one>, man <laughs>
5: No, they they uh, they like to dance around anytime I put on any records, but especially when we put if I if I ever put any of our stuff on, which is never my wife's more likely to do that. Um, but they'll, they they love it. Like they dance around. What's this daddy song? You know, so it's awesome. Love handling little girls.
2: So uh, our, our show, we, we call it The Punk Tree because it's really about like, I, in all honesty, we just started talking and we started talking about how much we love music. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of what we care about kind of traces back to some kind of punk roots. Um, but it has grown into all kinds of appreciation for all kinds of bands um, across a lot of genres. Um, so that's one part of that. The other part of it is like, out of out of this background we had, which I think when we were all teenagers, it was it was that you know, angst, um, needing to to jump around and yell or you know play your guitar in the garage poorly and loudly. Jackson
4: um, Jackson
2: Jackson never played poorly, but, yeah. but but from that, yeah, no Jackson. I think he was born. Yeah, you know Jackson was born like shred guitar. It's more me I'm talking about. Um, But from that, like the birth of like, yeah, we started in this punk rock world and there was this angsty, whatever it is, um, has grown like an exploration of self, I think. And and now the music for so many bands and, and we're seeing kind of this resurgence and some of it has to do with like anniversaries and maybe now some of the fan base has some disposable income you know, <laughs> and that, that kind of thing. Um, we do, I've, I've got 20 bucks for you guys all the time. <laughs> um, but, but, but we also have grown up and we, we, maybe we care about some different things. Uh, maybe that angst kind of grew into some strong convictions about some things. Um, and so I, I, I wonder, that's a kind of a two-part question, but just wonder about like for you guys, you know, kind of coming up in a scene, and you came up in the tooth and nail scene, which was strong, um, was a very strong scene. Uh, you know how have you seen the genre shift? Um, how have you seen uh, maybe how have you seen it shift? And, and where, where do you think this is headed? You know, like where where's music going? Where do you hope it goes? Um, what's kind of interesting for you? Wow! <laughs> Whoa,
4: man! That's a good question. So. Wow. I think like personally what happened with me is like the tooth and nail like that scene was strong and music was strong and that's all I was doing back then um then after I don't know 2003 or so I kind of just dropped off the face of the planet as far as like knowing what a scene was or knowing uh what the scene was doing or you know, what even the heck was the popular music for a while, you know, like I was just focused on my career and trying to get like on my feet, like doing something else. And, um, but the thing I never lost and the thing to take away, I guess would be, is that like my connection to music was so emotional that like, no matter if I was paying attention to like scenes or like whatever, like it was always ever present and it's still ever present. And like when I see uh, the scene now, like I see just like a resurgence of people who kind of like never want to give up on music. Like they're just like bands that they don't want to stop making records because you know, let's just face it, like it's it's a big emotional payback from you know making music. At least I have a big emotional payback when I'm playing it, when I'm playing it for people, when I'm seeing people react to it, right? And you can't. Like personally, you know, you you don't want to give that up, you know, but there's other things that may get in the way. Um, But what I'm seeing now is a lot of the older bands that are just like, you know, if we can do this in any kind of like way, we're going to do it, you know. And I think that's a good place for music. It's just like 2020 straight, you know, punched us all in the face. So I really don't know where it's going after that. (laughs)
5: right wow yeah i i I guess for me it's kind of the same kind of the same thing like once i left once i left slick shoes back in you know was it 2001 or two or whatever whatever it was um i i kind of disappeared from the scene just because um like i i i did what i knew was the right i mean it was it was the right time for me to go but at the same time like i still definitely had feelings about um missing the scene and kind of like you know, my friends are still out doing things, you know, and, you know, and I'd still want to be part of that. Um, and uh, yeah, like I totally like there's bands that I completely missed out on for like all those years because I didn't uh, cause I just didn't want to go near it. I didn't want to know what was going on. And um, you know, it is, it, there is something to be said about um, us coming back and, and just kind of doing things kind of on our terms because, you know, for the longest time we had, we had these young kids and, and our families and like things we had to like responsibilities, right. We had to take care of. And, you know, now that we have like the resources, like we've, we've all got jobs that where we can like, okay, we can make the mortgage payment and do all this stuff. But then like on the weekends, like we still have the capability of going out and like doing what we love. And I think that like the record, if it is the best record that we've put out, it's, I think it comes across that way because it, this is us um, with um, the same desire to play music, but like without all of the stress over overhanging us, you know, without without the pressures of like, look, we we can only do this if we can pay our bills, you know, and and um, and and the fact that we had, we were able to spread out the recording, it wasn't like okay, we got to compress ourselves and s- sleep in the same room for three weeks to get this done. Um, we we got to go home and like we got to like it, it it I think it comes through and it becomes it became a great record because um, of of our ability to just kind of do it because we love it. And like, we don't have any expectation of making money. Like we've never made money doing it. And like, we don't expect we're going to, and as long as people want to listen, like we want to keep putting it out, you know, and we want to push ourselves just because it's enjoyable. Like, you know, and and I think that, um, as long as bands take that, take kind of take that approach of like, do it as long as you're enjoying it. I think that, um, Music's just going to get better, and I think you're going to see, you know, it's going to grow, it's going to change, it's going to evolve,
2: and um, you know, I'm here for it. <laughs> I
3: don't know what do you think?
2: Yeah, oh, that's beautiful, man. That is beautiful, and and there's something I, I don't know when whisp- when I heard whispers when it first like the day that you dropped it, and this was like texts were swirling, right? They're like uh, part of its production, part of its maybe like cohesion i don't know and, and i think part of it's just like it's different and i'm going to summarize this this is an oversimplification but like it's really different to sing a love song and i'm again overgeneralizing maybe for the record but it's different singing a love song about your wife as opposed to a high school girlfriend you know like there's a a depth and a realness to i'm telling a story about life here through music and i have a family and i've lived some life Um, And and we just kind of feel that already in the first few songs.
5: interesting and it's an interesting take yeah, for, for sure.
4: sure man i love me some music <laughs> i swear i could talk about it forever yeah and that's you
2: know and it's i think it's also interesting to hear you guys say it as a band that like a lot of people know about <laughs> a lot a lot of people know about it um you know there are we're, we are all teachers the three of us are, are teachers and that's awesome you know there are there are high school kids in my classroom for 16 years who have heard your songs come through as they're trying to work and i'm bothering them with my music um <laughs> you know like you've been around but 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 for those like for those people who like are literally and, and jesse and I, I play music and like you know we're playing in the sticky floor little bars and stuff and yeah man i don't care if there's two people there i don't care No, where uh, because i because i love this
4: where i'm at now honestly it's like I'm just stoked that we get together once a week, just kind of like anybody else would, like for beer league hockey or poker night or something like that. Yet we just get to get together as the boys and play music. And uh, I don't think there's any better like uh, situation to be in when you're writing or something like that, or just doing music. Sure.
5: Yeah yeah it's it's great just just to hang out with, you know hang out with your best friends and and um you know well somebody will bust out like a, a six-pack like oh is that like what's that taste like you know let me try let me try that, Time to hydrate. that you know um and yeah you gotta <laughs> hydrate hydration's number one man you gotta you can't do anything if you don't hydrate
0: well so. we're san diegans and we're uh we're we're one of the you know craft beer I don't want to say meccas but like you know we're, we're a craft beer hub. Are you guys into? I yeah, of- Point. Are you sort of into? The- oh I love Stone. Stone. Yeah, Ale Smith. Yeah. However, like I've actually been out to the AV and I've been to a couple of spots out there like Transplants and Bravery. Are you guys into the craft beer scene out there? Oh yeah,
5: yeah yeah. Lucky Loop. Yep yep. I got some <laughs> good stuff. Uh, I've been the bra- I haven't been to Transplants. It's funny. Transplants um, is I good. Bravery yeah I, I always hear good things i just haven't been there awesome all right
2: well we, we we're gonna have to send you guys um we've got some some punk tree beer koozies oh i'm in so yeah we'll have to we'll have to send some out to you guys we'll try and get your address and, and send you guys a few
0: to keep you guys too long but i, I sort of am just uh, at least one one final question you got for me i don't know if aaron or mike have anything else but um are you guys hoping or planning any sort of like release show for this week or this weekend because i know your, your album's dropping in a couple of days here is, is there any plans for a release show some bands are doing like live stream things are you guys doing that well uh it snuck up on
5: yeah. us man um we uh we we uh started talking about this like three weeks ago and it was like it was, we started we heard, um we were listening to uh, ben ben harper he was from yellow card and he he uh he was on a podcast and he was talking about how he's doing these like live stream stage things and um steven newfields from craig's brother was it was working with them on it and and so we were like oh yeah it would be cool if we get this lined up and we talked to andy about doing the sound and and then it just kind of like okay we have a practice and then like at that practice it was like what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to be able to do this? And this is like three weeks away, two weeks away, you know? So then it was like, then Joe got sick last week and it's like, well, you know, we're, we may do something after, like we're, we're still looking into it. We're kind of slacking. Um, and sorry, you know, like this isn't what we do for a living. So we're not, we're not on top of like thinking about like, Oh yeah, the next marketing step would be this, you know, like we actually haven't even done a photo shoot or a video shoot yet for the director <laughs> just because um it's been in the works and it's been it's just been a lot with COVID it's been really hard to get into into the places we want we wanted to do like you know I don't want to ruin it but we we had like an idea of where we wanted to do it and so they would look into it, and then like they'd come back and be like, either it's out of the budget, or it's uh, or it's booked up, or hey, can you come on a Friday at five o'clock? And by the way, it's in Orange County, and it's a three-hour drive with no traffic. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, we can't do that. You know, so um,
4: can you make that after work? <laughs> Dang it!
5: Yeah, it, it's it's a little disjointed right now. Um, we do plan to do something, um, but um, it may be a month, and maybe may, be, it may be three three months. I mean, it may not happen at all. Um, but we would like to. It's just, um, yeah, well, <laughs> it just kind of is what it is at this point. You know, we're, we're uh, we're going to try to pull it together though.
0: Awesome. Well, whatever it is, I guarantee, uh, we will be there. Great. Sweet, and I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if it comes down to it being in person, we will be there. If it comes down to being some sort of live stream thing, we will also be at that
5: right on, man. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks oh, a man. lot. Guys.
0: Thank you so
2: much for coming on. Thank you.
0: This is Jesse here on behalf of the guys here at The Punk Tree. We want to give big thanks to um, Jeremiah and Joe from Slick Shoes for their time. And uh, thanks to the listeners. We hope you're continuing to enjoy these episodes we're putting out. We appreciate that you uh, take your time to listen. Before I let you go, I just want to let you know we played a bunch of music during this particular episode. A lot of it was Slick Shoes. If you like what you heard, make sure you get out there and check out uh, their newest record that just came out, Rotation and Frequency, added on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music, definitely check it out. Or like, do like we do and uh, hop on, buy a bundle package, get that shipped out to you, and uh, enjoy it that way. These uh, these guys really are awesome guys, and they're a really awesome band. You would definitely love this record, so we encourage you to go check it out. I'm gonna leave you with uh, my favorite song off of the Rotation and Frequency uh, album, which is called "Carry This." So I'll just let it play out, and that's it. Take
3: care. Be well.